Todd. Scott and Todd. June 18th, 2019. I almost messed up the year on that one. That was bizarre. Mm. Uh, the pod is You're back. You're an 1818 thing? I was going to do an 1818. Last know, year, my friend. Last yeah, know, year. Behind. Last year, indeed. Um... After our time travel discussion last time we recorded a pod, who knows what year it is, what day it is. Good Lord, did you spark some controversy at my work with our international dateline conversation. Almost got in a fight. <laughs> what do you mean? But, uh, <laughs> literally the, the 24 hours versus yeah, 12? the 12 hour. I mean, I didn't even mention that because I wanted people to continue to think that you have some level of intelligence. But no, just the whole conversation about you know, you cross this imaginary line, you lose time and life. They weren't buying it. And I'm like, I don't know how else to describe this to you, but that's how it works. And at the end of the day, myself and my, the more intelligent of the two coworkers that I was discussing this with, uh, <laughs> she, we were both describing the same thing. She was just describing it in a different way. So we just kind of agreed to disagree and moved on. But I mean, it was... It was a 45-minute discussion if it was a second. It was crazy. So, anyway, glad that uh, you time-traveled both ways and uh, there was no confusion on your end, God forbid. So. Never. Uh, never, of course. So, yes. jet lag going east to west, not a problem. Other way, sucks. Why is that? Knowing you... It's kind of a Hoffman trade. I can I can only assume you slept a majority of the time you were in the air. I certainly no. Actually, on the way there, I slept maybe five hours. Okay. And on the way back, I slept like two hours. So I mm. I left at like nine in the morning on a Saturday. Yes. And I got to Japan on at like three thirty on a Sunday. Afternoon. Crossing the Dateline, yes. Yes. Um, of course. Adding a day. Yes, indeed. Uh, and I I just stayed up until like 9 o'clock that night. Okay. Slept a full night. Um, excuse me. For a couple of days, I got up a little early. Like, I would wake up at like 5 or something, but whatever. I, I could still stay up till 9 at night. It wasn't like hours off. You know, right. Just like, but see... Hang on, let's dissect this, because obviously this is one of the primary topics is to hear about your Japan excursion. Um, but that makes sense, what you said. So you left Saturday morning, you traveled for, I think it was 13 hours that you were actually in, in the air, is that correct? Yeah, I think it was like 12 hours on the from Toronto to okay. uh, Tokyo, and then like one hour from here to Toronto. Right, okay, so... And a half-ish. So we'll call it 13, 14 hours of traveling with, with layovers. You slept for five hours. So that's equivalent well, to more you. more than that with layovers. Whatever. So that's equivalent to you basically sleeping in late on Saturday, traveling for the rest of the day, and then... I didn't sleep in late. No, no, no. You're not oh, oh so you, because sorry, you slept you're saying for five I basically hours basically slept until Yeah, you basically slept in, had a full day of activity, and then got there in the afternoon. We're up for five or six more hours. So it, it was, it's like, you know, back when you were 20 years old, you sleep till noon, you're up till 3 a.m. So that's so not I, that I out of the noon. Out of I'm up until, it was 13 hours ahead. So I'm up till eight in the morning the next day then. 
Right. Which is fine. I'm saying to have a long to, to have long a twenty time. hour day, it's a long day. Yeah, yeah. But assuming you slept a normal amount of hours Sunday night now in Japan or even yeah. more than a normal amount of hours, then you're gonna nah, catch up. I, I mean, slept probably we you can do eight. a twenty hour day, that's not gonna kill you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get a good night's sleep after a long then, day, you're fine the next day. You might be a little tired, but you're fine. So then on the way back I yeah. left Here we go. Japan at like five thirty. So that would be like 4.30 in the morning here. And got to Baltimore at like 10.30. These are both p.m.? Four, would have been 4.30 a.m. Baltimore time. Arrived in Baltimore at 10.30 p.m. Okay. Roughly. Sure. Um, and then went to sleep, but I woke up at like 4 or 5 in the morning because... I was still on Japan time, but then like, at so I woke up early and I was like I couldn't fall asleep, but then at like ten in the morning to like two in the afternoon I just passed out. Took a nap. Okay. Yeah. So this is Saturday, right? This is Saturday. Yeah, this was Saturday. Saturday. Okay. And then I was really I didn't do that on Sunday, but I was fucking tired like in the middle of the day because it was still middle of the night for me, but right. eventually I caught up. It's just, okay. it's harder for me to go that way. I, I slept fewer hours on the plane. I slept like maybe two hours, two or three hours on the plane on the way back. Right. Because I was trying to stay up so I'd be tired because I knew I was getting in around 10 so I could just like go you to sleep. You want to go right to sleep. Home. Of course, yeah. Which I did. Obviously. But I couldn't stay asleep. Clearly. As much as I wanted to. So, it's now Tuesday. So you've been back on mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time for four full days, and yet still EST. this afternoon when I, yeah, still this afternoon when I said you're ready to pod, you're like, I don't know, I'm pretty tired. Is this still <laughs> from jet lag, or is there something else? I don't going know. On? <laughs> well, because fucking come on, most, four days. Yeah, <laughs> Get it together. Uh, it might be from jet lag. I don't know. I'm just tired. I'm, I feel all right now, but well, you got the DC. It's a little you, sleepy, or whatever that is. It is DC. Diet RC. Yeah, DC, crisp. Man, um, yeah. Uh, soda not big in Japan. No, Diet I Coke so. non-existent. They have Coke Zero. So I probably drink an average of I don't know a liter and a half, ten to twelve cans of Diet Coke a day. I don't consume it in cans, but quantity-wise, it's probably about that much. Oh, Jesus Christ! The whole yeah. week I was in Japan, I had like three, maybe four. 16-ounce bottles of Coke Zero. So, interesting point, and we'll just quickly sidetrack down down this rabbit hole. So, you are clearly 100% addicted to caffeine, but yet you went six days without caffeine. So, how did that impact... I'm not addicted to caffeine. I mean... By choice, you're addicted addicted to caffeine. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, it's more the the flavor. flavor. I I understand. But I'm saying, so whether you mean to or not, you ingest a lot of caffeine. I did have some iced chai tea. I had probably two or three of those. Okay. But again, like not like a day. Yeah. Over two or three over the total. course of six, six days. days. But um, again, so did you feel? Did you feel any sort of way? Did you have any sort of withdrawals of any sort <laughs> over those no, six days? I I wasn't I wasn't like sleepy because of that. I mean, like I said, I adjusted pretty well to the time change. So mm-hmm. also, I spent. Most of my days chilling out, Max. No, um, 
walk doing a lot of walking around so I think that helps just sort of like it's hard to be tired when you're moving it's a couple of days I had meetings most of the day so but those whatever um, I was mostly engaged right. but um, I guess it's just harder to be tired like if you're doing stuff you don't notice your thirst and or caffeine need I guess enough as much you know what I mean like sure. if you're most yeah. of the time when I'm when I'm here I'm like sitting at work I'm in meetings but I'm like not physically doing anything I'm just kind of sitting Clearly. on my ass most of the day yeah no, I understand <laughs> as are you I assume yes yeah, it's, it's true during the day um so yeah just weird I they I, I did have several ginger ales. Ginger ale is very popular in Japan. Okay. Not sugar free, but right. whatever. I you said just fuck it. Um when in Tokyo. Uh, but if yeah. you I will say, quite spendy if you get a drink at a restaurant. The average price of like a normal glass of soda, like a ginger ale. Some of them were handmade, but some weren't. Like four and a half, five dollars. Oh wow. So, I encourage you not I mean, to do that. Now, I feel like it's gotten well. I'm not going to try to dive I mean, too I was deep expensing into the... it from work, but yeah. So I wasn't sweating it too much, but I was, I was like, "Holy that, shit!" But... That was like six thousand no, or six hundred yen at all. Um, I'm, we're not going to dive too deep into the customs of Japan or Tokyo because that could take an entire show, and I just don't care. Sure. Uh, but when you when you sit down at a restaurant. As you are at many restaurants here in the states, are you served? Are, do you automatically get water? Do they serve tea? Like, what's what's the situation? Um, there? I think it depends on the restaurant. Most places water, but I think okay. if you ate a more traditional Japanese restaurant, I don't know. That might be more of a Chinese thing. I mean, you certainly have sure. tea in some restaurants, but uh, I ate at like a burger place a few times, and they didn't <laughs> give me tea. Well, they had a veggie burger. Japan is not very friendly for vegetarians. Fucking everything has fish and or meat in it. So of course, yeah. I had limited options. I went to like an Indian restaurant. I did have vegetarian sushi. Um, I had the burger place. Although the last time I went to this place, it's called Moss Burger. Recommended by our friend Ricky, who was on, our, on the pod before. Indeed he was. Because um, he told me they had a veggie patty. But I got the spicy one. And the last time I went, um, most of the people there speak at least sort of broken English or some English. The woman said, is the sauce okay? And I said, oh, yeah, sure, because I'd been having the sauce I thought was fucking delicious. Right. I'm pretty sure the sauce had meat in it (laughs) on the last one because I I thought she maybe said meat. And I was like, wait, uh," like she said, I was just like, oh, yeah, I've I've had this. And then I thought she said meat. And I was like, I was thinking about it as I sat down. And then I got it, so I wiped the sauce off, and I was like, maybe that had meat in it. Like, it wasn't, like, chili, but it might have had, like, some shredded something in it. Yeah, shredded beef. So next time, fish. if I go back to Japan and go to Mossburger, I won't get the spicy version, because I think it might have meat in it. And I didn't want to look it up, because I didn't really want to know, but right. it was fucking it was fucking delicious. So That's what made it, it so damn good, was the meat sauce. I was just like, oh, man, this is a tasty sauce. I was dipping my fries in it. <laughs> At the end of the meal, you're like, ah, 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 just dropping it into your mouth by the spoonful. Well, that's interesting. Um, so, 
So what were some of the highlights? I mean, obviously the work stuff, we don't care about that. Yeah, um, it was mostly work. I went to a couple temples. I went to a bunch of record stores. I um, saw those photos, yeah. The temples, that is. I don't know if I saw photos of record stores. Maybe I did. Uh, I took one picture of a record store. Yeah, There's a chain called Disc Union, which is has a shit ton of... They, a bunch of branches and just like tens of thousands of records in every genre imaginable. Sure. And seem well, it was interesting. Some of the like I was mostly shopping for jazz and I this is I won't go too deep into this rabbit hole, but Thank you. some of the sort of more uh vintage American pressings, like generally yeah. in jazz, like the blue notes, the first editions are the most expensive. Mm-hmm. And they had some of those, but they were like way overpriced. They were like a record that Again, expensive might be cost like four or five hundred dollars in the states. They were selling for like five thousand dollars. I'm like, what's fucking paying that much for this record? And they weren't. No one. I didn't see anyone walking out with them. But right, I I was surprised at how how pricey. That's the price tag. They they must sell them though. They wouldn't have that. Yeah, they probably do. I think uh, uh, there's this there's a record store in New York called the Jazz Record Center, which also tends to have a lot of those super rare vintage blue notes. And uh, one time I went in there, and there was a guy who was buying a stack of records, like three or four inches high, which is a shit ton of records. And so I asked the uh, the proprietor, I was like, yes. I don't remember what I asked him exactly, but I was like, who, like, how many, where's that guy from? Like, how many records is he buying? He's like, oh, we get a lot of Chinese tourists now because there's a lot, there's a new sort of middle class or whatever. There's Nouveau Riche and... China now, so they come right. when they're in New York, they'll just drop ten grand on vinyl or whatever at this record store. So they may be the the Japanese may be selling those records to Chinese uh, tourists because to my Chinese friend Ricky tourists. was also telling me that I was like I feel so dumb here because I know two words in Japanese, like I don't know shit, I can't read anything, right. and I I don't know I can't speak anything. He's like, well at least you're nice and you're trying. And you're not Chinese. Like, basically, the Japanese are resentful of all the sort of influx of Chinese tourists. Was what he told me. I don't know how true it was. No one, no one openly said that to me, but I could see that. First as of a, all, first of all, how, how would Ricky know that you're nice and trying? You could have been a total asshole the whole time, which wouldn't have shocked me at all. No, I think he, he knows that I'm not, like, a typical loud, obnoxious American. Like, when I travel, I try I not to be, like, over-the-top yeah, stupid. Yeah, you try to blend in. <laughs> Right. I mean, obviously, I, Try. I don't look Japanese. Try as you might. Um, no. You know what I mean. You do not. <laughs> you don't look Asian in any way, shape, or form. Um, um, so that but that I, was that was so kind of one of my next questions. I was trying was, to be uh, in terms like, of like getting around. So for work stuff, we took cabs, which were also like exorbitantly expensive. Although we we're going long distances, but I had several cab rides that were like sixty or seventy bucks, which seems a lot to me. That's a lot. But uh. I also took the subway a few times, and that was one of my biggest challenges, actually. When I first got there, I was like, Japan is not entirely, but still has a large portion of a cash society, and I didn't have any cash because mm-hmm. it was a work trip. I wanted to expense as much stuff as I could in my work credit card and put it, like, yeah. getting cash, that's just a pain in the ass. So I was, I was going to try and buy a ticket with my credit card, but and I looked online, and they're like, yeah, you can... Most of them are cash, but you can buy like a day pass with a credit card. And I went to a machine and like tried to do it like 
seven or eight times, a couple different cards. I'm like, I'm going to get my cards fucking shut down trying to charge right. 250 on this like seven times. So I was like, God damn it. So I uh, actually texted Ricky. I was like, I, I, how do I get on the subway? I can't figure out how to buy a ticket. And they have like an app, basically a payment app, sort of like an Apple Pay or a Android Pay. Yeah. Um, they have several of them, but there's one called Suica that you can use for transit. And basically you put money on it with a credit card. And then uh, like many sort of turnstile things, you put your phone on it when you get on and then you do it when you get off and it charges you the distance between the two. Just pretty smart right. way to do it. It was very, very seamless once I downloaded that app and put some money on it. So Once you figured it out, yeah. That's helpful. So how many times while you were over there were you texting Ricky very basic questions? Uh, just two, two or three. Okay. I was asking him um, some of the record stores and then... Sure. Just that stuff. So, so by the way, when I said how do you get around, I didn't literally mean cabs or subway. I mean, that's fine. That was an I mean, I did subway and then that. the rest of it was walking around. <laughs> no, what I literally I mean, meant was... Because everything was, is in, you know, hieroglyphics. Oh. Like, how did you understand what the hell you were doing? <laughs> I was Google mapping things, basically. Um, oh, okay. I I set up my my phone plan has unlimited data, and I set up I'm going to be out of the country. And so mm-hmm. I still had unlimited data over there. I was like, I mean, this is something we, I think people talk about all the time. I was like, I don't know how the fuck I would have done this, like, I don't know, five years ago? Five years, years ago, ago, yeah. Without yeah, Google yeah. Maps, but like... Literally on the subway, it'll say, get off at this station. And the subways are fairly easy to understand. Like, they'll have a line like the F line, and you get off at F13, and you go to F18. So, And they have things written in, like, um, Arabic characters or whatever, like, English characters. Right. Um, so that's pr- relatively easy to understand. They announce it, but sometimes with the accent of the announcer, like, it doesn't sound any different. You know what I mean? Like, they're saying it in Japanese and saying it in English doesn't really sound any different to me. Um, So you still have to watch the signs that way. But um, Google Maps will tell you, like, uh, this is where you get on and off. And also, like, for the fastest entry and exit, this is the car you should get on because they have the cars numbered, which seems excessive information to me. But I only rode one time really kind of rush hour you know that you you've seen those like movies and stuff where they're like shoving people into the cars, and yes. it was quite full. No one was actually pushing anyone into the car, but it was packed. The the one sort of rush hour ride I did, but most right. of the time they were normally crowded. That's interesting. Um, um, but yeah, mostly using Google Maps to find stuff, and then there like our hotel. After like walking around for a while, I knew like from a certain distant radius how to get back to it. Sure. You know what's great so. for that, by the way? This is not applied to you. Oh. Yeah. Whenever you yeah, running. whenever oh, you go running. to a new city, you go for a run and you can figure out where a lot of shit is. And you can get your bearings as they say. So very helpful. I mean that's tip, basically what I did. I just wasn't running. There. I was walking around. Right. Clearly not running. Okay. Well, that's good. I didn't see anyone um, running, to be honest with you, or exercising. In, yeah, I don't think it's a big exercise. I don't think it's a big exercise in public culture. I have absolutely no idea what I'm I think saying. there's it's a true. fair amount of exercise. I mean, the city of Tokyo is so sort of industrial and dense and orderly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really see how a runner would fit in. 
like so one of the interesting things is that people walk on the left side also drive on the left side so mm-hmm. like your natural in inclination i think in western countries at least in america is like if you're passing someone you or if you're walking down a street you're on the right side and pe- people going the other way are also on the right side so you sort of pass by each other in japan it's the opposite so it it sort of fucks with your brain a little bit because you want to sort of like you see someone walking at you you want to move to the right but yeah their inclination is to move to the left so you sort of smack into each other gotcha but uh like and then on escalators people will stand to the left and if they want to walk walk to the right walk to the right um and they're very orderly about that so like there's in some of the like train stations and stuff like people would sort of line up to get in the stand line and the right side of the escalator would be free. So if you wanted oh, wow. to, you could walk up the, es- like they would line up like 20 people deep to get onto the escalator because they were in the stand side Yeah, and you could easily just bypass no, them all saying. and walk up. Um, I'm just making yeah, sure that the would listeners could follow. <laughs> yeah. In America, sure. there'd just be some fat ass standing on the other side, fucking it up for yeah. everybody. Um, or just Indeed. some fat yes, ass blocking both lanes. Um, yes. So yeah, it's I, like that's what I mean. Like I don't running or jogging on the street. At least in that part of Tokyo where I was staying, feels like it would be pretty disruptive to sort of just the movement of the citizens. So I, I don't know if sure. it would be discouraged. But uh, one other thing of note is it rained a lot when I first got there. Um, and as I was walking back to the hotel, sort of the day after the rain or post rain on the rainy day. I saw three workers in like hard hats. This was on sort of a an, a sky bridge or over a, a major road. They have a lot of these crossings. Um, there were three workers sweeping the rain out of an area that was a big puddle, but they were clearing it out, like getting all the water out of the way because they knew people were walking through there. I was like, oh man, no fucking Again, way would anybody would ever be doing this in the United States. <laughs> They'd be like, yeah, there's a puddle. What, what do you want from me? They were also wearing hard hats, which I thought was kind of hilarious, but I think that was more just their yeah. uniform for the job, not necessarily for that that's specific that's task. Yeah, they work for the city. That's the that's the city uniform, I suppose. Um, what, else was got, what else was I going to ask? So the food was how, was... how was the hotel room? I assume you stayed in a hotel the whole time. Uh, yeah, I... I think our hotel was pretty nice. I mean, it was spendy. My room wasn't, like, overly luxurious. They did have the fancy butt wash toilets, but those were everywhere. Like, every single bathroom had the wash-lit toilet seat. You're talking about a bidet? Yeah, well, in Japan, they're fancier, so they have pretty much all the toilets there are made by Toto. Our friend Ricky also has one of these toilet seats that you can add on to a toilet. But they have a a bidet, which is generally more for women to wash their front parts. So it has a front sprayer, but then it also has a poop sprayer. So it'll spray right into your butthole. So you can press either button. You can adjust the strength. You can play music while it does it. Heated toilet seats, all that stuff. What the hell difference would it make if music was playing while you're getting water up your ass? Well, if you're in a... Not for that part specifically. Sorry, yes. I can hear something playing in the other room. I don't know what it is. Okay. Um. Anyway, it's just the ghost in your basement. But yes. Yeah, it sounds like it. The um, 
I think I think Alexa heard me talking and was responding to me from the other room. Because oh. we have an, Quiet, an Alexa Todd. in the Your daughters are bottom sleeping. half of our house. Anyway, um, I think the music is more like if you're pooping like a big... Oh. It'll play like some sounds to, <laughs> to distract from the I noise see. coming out of your ass. It's not specifically for hosing down the shit off your ass. Right. Thank you for that, that for that visual. That was helpful. Um, That's what it does. So, but the but other. I mean, I asked about your hotel room. You immediately talked about the toilet. That tells you where your mind goes first. No, the, the, I mean the, the room itself, the, the bed. Like, difference. was it spacious? Did you have the TV that had anything fine. in English? Were you watching World Cup? Uh, World Cup was not going on yet. Um, they had. They didn't have a lot of English channels. Yeah, they had a couple. They they had like CNN, but it was. It was in English, but dubbed over in Japanese, so it was really hard to okay. follow what they were saying, because it was like, if you're trying to listen to a conversation and someone else is yelling in your ear in another language, which is essentially what was happening. Right. Um, they had a, sure. a movie channel. I didn't really watch any TV, because I was mostly tired. I try, I did try to watch HBO Go. It doesn't work outside of the United States, just FYI. Uh, I tried to... I tried to watch Netflix. Netflix did work, but they didn't have all the shows. Like, you can't watch The Office on Netflix in Japan for some huh. reason. They don't have the rights to it, I guess, in Japan. That's strange. They had other shows. I don't know if they had any shows that were exclusive to Japan. I didn't look at it that closely, but... Because um, The Office, to me, is just, like, one of those shows that, like, you can kill 30 minutes or 6 hours, depending on how many episodes you want to watch. It's, like, an yeah. easy 20-minute watch. You can just burn through one or two of them. Before you fall asleep, if or you want. Or 14 hours, as I did this past yeah. weekend. Yeah, I understand. Of the, anyway. of the office? <laughs> Specifically? Yeah. It's on, It's on. yeah, it's on Comedy Central, like, all weekend long, both Saturday and Sunday. And Still good. Unfortunately, Still fun to watch. I, of course. I, but I find myself just, like, flipping into Comedy Central, and the next thing I know, it's dark out, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the bed was, the bed wasn't huge. I would say maybe it was a full-size I mm. thought it was getting like a king because it's definitely made for one person. I, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't expect more than one person to sleep in that bed. Sure. Um, I will say on the nightstands, we're getting super, super into the room here. They had a little button on the side that was like, it said it in English, but I don't remember. It's, it's like floor light. They basically had like a little floor on the toe oh. kick of the cabinet that you could turn on. So it was good for like if you're getting up in the middle of the night you could you'd have enough light to sort of see but not disturbing at all to yeah bother your sleep blind you sure and then on the other cabinet they had the floor light and then also like a room light so you could press it and like turn on all the lights in the room from bed which was kind of nice right it's not often a feature that you see you normally have to stumble around the room to get to the light um, yeah no, that's helpful the the tub and shower had the greatest amount of water pressure of any <laughs> uh, bathing system I had ever been in. Like, right. It it also had so it had one of those sort of handhold held shower things that you can clip into the top to use as a shower, where you could sort of yeah. wash your body off. But yep. it had a so the thing on the shower normal it's called a diverter. Basically, you turn on the tub and then you divert it to the shower thing. Right. Um, this one. I turned on the water in the tub, and like I said, it was fucking just like, whoosh, like the, it was right. the, the most powerful stream of water I've ever seen. So I was like, Jesus Christ. And then it had the diverter and another thing, which I assumed was the temperature gauge, 
Okay. You could adjust the temperature solely on the shower. So the first day I took a shower, I had the tub on going full blast. It was practically full by the time I got out of the shower, just because the volume of water was putting out in the five <laughs> minutes I was showering. Um, I learned later that enough, yeah. then I like turned it on just a little bit because I was like, oh, this this other knob to turn it on, which I thought was the diverter, basically was just the the volume control for the shower. So you could you didn't have to turn on the tub at all. You could just turn on the shower part, but I did not realize that. So uh, I see. this the after the subsequent first shower, I was able to shower without turning on the tub at all, and was not like up to my ankles in in water while I was showering. <laughs> I was so like, if we find out there's the a water shortage in Japan, it's your fault. I mean, yeah, it was it was definitely my fault. I was like, how the fuck do you people shower here? Like, if you took a long shower, you'd be, like, overflowing the tub. Right. But that was not the it's case. Like Noah's Ark. No. That's good. Um, so that was the extent of my hotel room. Also, my room was hot as shit. I think that the air was slightly broken because everyone else said the room was freezing. I didn't bother contacting them because I was like, eh, it's cold enough. Boy, I, but it wouldn't, you know, I tell it, it wouldn't you. go lower than 68, basically. It was in Celsius, so it was 20 degrees C, but I couldn't get it go any right. lower, and they're like, you can't get any lower than that? And I was like, no. And my hall, the hallway in my hotel was like hot as shit, like super muggy, so I think there might have been something wrong good. with the AC on the floor that I was on. So it was your floor, then? Yeah, yeah I think so. Definitely your floor. The people, the woman I was staying with or traveling with, she was on the floor below me, and she's like, yeah, mine's at, like, 16C. I was like, oh, man, that sounds nice. <laughs> Can I come visit? Oh, shit. Um, that's that's one thing I don't, I, I don't fuck around with. Like, if it's too hot, <laughs> even if I have unpacked and showered, like, I will pack my shit back up and move to a different room. I probably I should have, but 64 I was like, degrees. Eh, whatever. I mean, that's the, I can be honest with you. That's the best part about staying in a hotel. You can jack the AC down to like just extreme fifty six. Yeah, just the whatever. Just break the thermostat. I don't care. Put ice cubes over the actual vent. I mean, you know, whatever I have to do to make it feel comfortable is what I will do. So that's a shame. Um, I will say another fun story. This is not yeah. really that fun, but excuse me. Coughed, um, yeah, yeah, I coughed. Um, the, uh, one day I had been out walking and did not think I could make it back up to my room because I needed to use the restroom. That's how I learned they had the spray seats in the, in the, in all the bathrooms or one of the ways I learned. But so I'm using the bathroom and I finished, I didn't use the sprayer in the other room because it felt a little too weird, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, After I used the restroom, I noticed there was like a wallet under the seat. And I was like, oh, somebody left their wallet. So I picked it up and I was going to take it to the hotel desk. I looked in it. There seemed to be a fair amount of cash in there. uh, I'm walking back to the desk and there's this guy coming down, this Japanese guy. And he's like, and I was like, oh, is this your wallet? Because you could tell that like he was missing his wallet. He was disheveled. And I gave gave it back to him. And the first thing he did was like look through it to see if I took anything. I was like, motherfucker, I just (laughs) gave your wallet back. Steal your cash. So that was it. That was that was my fun well, story. It could have been. You never know. There could have been a Japanese custom that you're supposed to ask for a, a tip when you yeah, return someone's have. stolen property. Oh, so you that is your hand up. That like, was Bitch. another nice thing. Is you don't Pay tip up. anyone. I saved your wallet. What's up? Uh, no, you don't have to tip anyone. 
Oh. Like no one expects a tip. Cab drivers, oh. hotel staff, love the no tip culture. Man, it's your perfect and country. Ex- yeah. Excellent service too. It was like yeah. amazing. Right. And by the way, for those of you that are confused as to why Todd doesn't like tipping, it's because there's math involved. No, no. I just do 20%, so I just take the first number and double it. Not the first number, but whatever. There you go. Take the first (laughs) number and double it. That's right. (laughs) That's That's exactly how that works. If it's a two-digit thing. Oh, my God. You're such an idiot. Well, I lived in Oregon where there was steak meal, two bucks. No, there you go, buddy. Not, yeah, I don't eat. I don't eat three-digit meals generally. I I know where the tens place is. I can, I can take that zero off. Okay. I mean, in Japan, everything basically a hundred yen is a dollar. So you got to take two zeros off of everything to sort of like Ooh, estimate how much things cost. Tricky, tricky, tricky. So that's why when la- we were getting into those yeah. very expensive records, I was like. Is that 500 or 5,000? Because there's a shitload of zeros on there. Because they have like 50,000 yen plus the two zeros. Yeah, decimal like, zero oh, or point zero zero. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, so that's the. I guess that's the last question, and then we'll move on. Is what did you come home with? Like, what was the haul of <clears throat> whether it was things that you bought for other people or trinkets that you stole from the hotel? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it ran I, the gamut. I didn't steal any trinkets. I got. The girls, a bunch You're of lost. presents. They have what are called 100 yen stores, which are basically like dollar stores. Um, so I got them a bunch of like little toys and candy. I got both yeah. of the girls their presents for like 12 bucks. Nice. It, and they and were like them. ecstatic, yeah. Candy and other shit. Yeah. Um, of course. I bought some like sort of touristy japanese green tea kit cats and some other flavored kit cats because that seems to be the thing you bring back from i was gonna ask about that yeah if you'd gotten the green tea kit cats because i've had those before from japan um i bought my wife there's a thing called tenagui which are like these sort of dish towel things they're in a bunch of different patterns and designs um which are quite attractive and an interesting sort of design and craft thing. The store that I went to was actually pretty cool. Uh, I also got her a bento box. Okay. And then I got myself some records and a hat for oh, nice. the Tokyo Giants baseball team. That was about uh, it. I don't think I bought anything else. A couple of Tokyo pens. Giants. Also known as... They're actually known as the Yomiuri Giants, but Americans call them the Tokyo Giants, but that's not what they're called in Tokyo. I believe, the, I believe the, that is the who, Yankees uh, of, of the uh, right Japan League. I believe that is who. Uh, what's his first name? I know his last name is O O H. I believe that's who he played for, the unofficial international home run king. He hit over eight hundred eight hundred home runs back sure. in the eighties. Probably you, you have no idea. Um, really don't. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, it's okay. baseball. It's not we'll that get... exciting. We did go to the Tokyo Giants State or the Yomiuri Giants Stadium, which was interesting. I didn't go inside, but went to the outside of it. There's a big sort of theme park around it, a roller coaster. Uh, My company has a store there, so we went to see Ah, the store. They are they are the sponsor of the team, like the uniforms and stuff. I see. Is that why you got the hat, or you just got the hat because you were there and thought it'd be cool? Uh, Both, both. I wanted something. And I was a little worried that the they wouldn't have an XXL T-shirt because it's 
There's like Asian sizing, which is basically a size smaller. <laughs> right. So understandable. I was like, XL is not going to be big enough if it's right. Asian sizing. Get that double. Give me that double X. Um, okay, well, good stuff. Anything else from Japan that we should uh, pod 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 mentionable? Nah, I flew business class. It was nice, but not as nice as I thought it would be. Yeah, it's just better leg room. It had, it had the lay down seat. I mean, yeah. it did have like basically like a twenty inch touch screen. That was pretty dope. Nice. With lots Unlimited of movies. Unlimited films and TV. Yeah. yeah, I watched the entire Kidding series with um, what's his name, Jim Carrey. It's on Showtime. It's good. Oh, Kidding the, the show. Season. Gotcha. Yeah, the show Kidding. Okay. I've heard good things. I've never seen you, it myself. It's pretty good. Never had access to Showtime. Uh, you do. It's the... Through, inf- through your father. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> it's the inferior of the uh, premium networks, in my personal opinion. But um, uh, And then I watched... The... What's that movie? It M. Night Shyamalan's... Like the final of the trilogy with break Unbreakable. Oh, and, and Split. <clears throat> yeah, it's whatever. And, the, I forget what yeah. the Glass. Not is it Glass? Something like that. I don't know. It, it might be pretty I good. Saw I, had, Split. I hadn't I seen. See I had seen. I hadn't. I had seen Unbreakable. I hadn't seen Split. So. Okay. Half of it didn't really make sense, like sort of the backstory, but it was it was a good. I mean, surprise! It had a twist. Um, Get out of here! An M Night Shyamalan movie with a twist. Never thought I'd see I watched that. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That was pretty good. Is that any good? And I was actually just talking today with a yeah, coworker I'd, about that movie. I'd recommend it. I mean, okay. if you like Queen at all, which I enjoy their music somewhat, um, it sure. was just a good story. I mean, it's not like the greatest movie ever made, but it was good. Right. Uh, what was the other movie I watched? Really left an Im- impression on me. I can't remember what the other movie was. I'll remember it later. Clearly not. Okay. When you remember it, you can interrupt, as I'm sure you will, and jump will. in with oh, the details. I will. So, interrupt, I will. Um, indeed. I will use this as a transition, but when you were over there, were you able to watch any of the NBA Finals? No. I couldn't get any of the streaming things to work, which is pretty fucking annoying because it ended while I was over there. So I was sort of yes. following along on the app on my phone, but I couldn't watch right. the game. So <clears throat> I mean, I there saw wasn't the any sort of local feed of... Eh, I, I mean, I didn't ser- seek out a sports bar or anything, but it was on at like 10 in the morning. Yeah. So Fair point. It was. It wasn't like... A key sports watching time, I would assume. I mean, most people were at work. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I get that. Including me for most of the games. So sure. It's too bad. I was sort of following along, but I did not get to watch the final two games. I see. Maybe three. Well, I don't remember. as you know, um, we were both wrong. We both predicted Warriors and six, and. In fact, it was the other team in six, much to everyone's surprise. had the wrong team, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness to us, Clay tore his ACL. Yeah, we didn't know that was going to happen. We didn't know Durant was going (laughs) to come back for six minutes and then break his legs in half again. So, yeah, that was not... I mean, Uh, 
we did I mean, know that he was tough. out at the time we made those predictions, but we True. did not expect Clay to be True. out, which obviously had a big impact. Yeah, Clay, um, you know, injured him. Injured. What did he hurt first? His hamstring or something? So he's out for like. He sat out game three, I guess. Came back for game four. Is right. that right? Yeah, I guess maybe so. Maybe four and five, but doesn't matter. No, he came, I think he came back for five. game four. Maybe he came back for game five. He sat out one of the games and then came back yeah. the next one and then tore yeah. either the following or the game after that. I think the following. I don't know. What doesn't matter? So, yeah, obviously the Warriors had pretty bad injury bug, but, I mean, I... I don't think anyone has real sympathy for them. Like, no, of course not. Got and like two of the best players in the league, plus one of the greatest shooters ever, and right. a, a boogie cousins for free. Even though he was kind of shit, well, he had a few good games, but for the most part, he had not two good great. games. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, the the reality is, and the crazy well, part, I think, but he did. He's the, the part that nobody talks about is is that still. It was a close game. Like game yeah. six was could have gone either way until the very end. So yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah, so it was still a and obviously still a competitive series. There were only really one of the games I think was you know not really close. It was kind of a quote unquote blowout from the get go. But similar mm-hmm. to several of the playoff games and series throughout the playoffs. True. Unfortunately, yeah. yours, your Trailblazers series. There, there were there were several games where a big lead was established, and then the other team came roaring back but and kept Even most of those games were fairly close, like final score. Like you said, yeah. the Blazers established no, a big sure. lead, and then Golden State came yes. back in all those games. But, like, Indeed. they could have easily won three of the four of the games. They were ahead oh, by yeah. 20 points in most of them. Anyway, <clears throat> I don't need to dwell on bad memories, but... Uh, Point flips, for sure. The, yes. uh, so, yeah, I... I I'm not entirely surprised that Toronto won. I'm pretty impressed that they did. Obviously, Kawhi played really well, and the rest of the team. Yes. Like, it's I've heard a lot of podcasts talk about like, is he going to come back? I, it's hard to tell because he obviously gives no, has yeah. no personality, so you're not reading read anything from yeah. his tea leaves. Um, right. I don't know why he wouldn't, because like I can't. Unless he's already colluded with, or whatever. What's the thing? What's what they call it? In the, he, unless he's tampered with other players or other teams oh. already tampered with him. I don't. That's possible. I mean, the, the Lakers have already d- finished their tampering. So, I mean, I can't imagine he would go to the Lakers. But no, know, everything I've heard that. is an LA team is in play, but it's the Clippers. It's not the Lakers at all. Not even yeah, close. but I'm. I guess my point is so, like, why would he go to the Clippers? He could it's still just go be to the harder Clippers, theoretically than staying with Toronto. Like, <clears throat> I think they can basically bring back everybody on Toronto. It's and they would be the favorite yeah, or at run least it back. top two or three. I mean, I think the Bucks. Uh, the Sixers and the Raptors, assuming Kawhi comes back, would still be sort of like the top three teams in the East. And I don't, I don't know what the Celtics will look like, but they're going to fall the, apart. They're going to drop out of the top four, I would think. Yeah, I assuming think so. Kyrie's gone. Although maybe that'll make them better in the short term, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So, so, do you think that winning the title? 
Let me ask you this question first. Do you think there's a difference for Kawhi in terms of helping him make a decision in the Raptors just making the finals and the Raptors winning the title? Do you think he's more likely to stay because they won as opposed to him just taking them to the finals and then ultimately had they lost? I mean, I have, I would say just from what I've heard and it makes sense to me that I think he'd be more likely to leave if they had lost because he could say, look, man, I tried. We couldn't do it. I had other plans. You know, I never, I never wanted to come here. I got traded here. So I'm going to move on. He can still do that because Toronto is going to love him. He brought them a championship that they'd never had as a franchise. Right. But, uh, like I said, I don't think there's a situation out there. I mean, obviously there's tons of pieces still in play. That's going to be better than sort of what he has in the Raptors. He's still in the Eastern conference, which is a plus they've shown they can beat the teams in the East. Um, and the, and West. the West is yeah. is going to be trickier, especially yeah, with definitely segue into the Lakers have added a good player to their team. Finally, they added a piece. They added a piece there. <laughs> Gave up. They leveraged the future of their team for the next seven years, but one hundred and ten percent they did. I'm not happy about it at all. Um, hang on, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I okay, I, okay. I want to ask one more question about the Raptors. The Let's do it. Um, I don't know if he was the GM. I don't know what his title was. I think it was GM. The the African guy, Ujiri or whatever. Masai Ujiri. Yeah, Ujiri. He's gone. He's with you the think? Wizards now. Do you think? No, no. no. Do you he think that has that. any? He didn't agree yeah, to it. He's going to. He's going to leave. No. You think? I don't think so. Yes, I think he's going to leave. Why? Do you think that plays any part in? anyone's decision to stick around in Toronto. Do you think they're kind of like, well, we won it, now we're going to... Um, I mean, run it back. Th- the thing I've heard is Kawhi might sign a one-and-one, which makes sense because, like, I think Lowry, Gasol, maybe somebody else have, like, one more year left, and then they'll all be free agents. If everybody's a free agent, it makes more sense for Kawhi to leave. I mean, I know he's a free agent right. this year, but they can basically re-up the whole team. <clears throat> because I think pretty much all those guys are under contract for next year. So when Lowry comes up, like maybe then he's obviously he'll be a little older. He's already sort of on, I guess, the bad side of 30. I don't know how old he is. On the wrong side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And Gasol is obviously an an older guy. He's sort of on the tail end of his career, I would say, or at least the downslide of his career. Um, They they do have young pieces and – They'll have flexibility. Like, I think Masai set them up well in the future. Like, if Kawhi leaves or stays, they'll have flexibility. They obviously won't be as good if Kawhi leaves, considering he's top five player in the league. I mean, you can't, you're not going to replace that with just some random free agent. But, um, yeah, of course. I I don't, (laughs) I mean, I know the, the Wizards are offering a shit ton of money for, Masai, but like that franchise is kind of a clusterfuck. Like, does he want to go there? Definitely. They've got Wall's contract, which is just an albatross. Beal is good, but yeah, that's... they have basically nothing else. Like, I mean, if he wants yep, a challenge, that would cert- wants to be paid well and wants a challenge, that's a good option. But, but I wouldn't. Wouldn't you want to stick around and reap some of the rewards to all the work you've done? Rebuild a team as he did in Toronto. I don't know if he has any ties to the D.C. area or not, but 
Again, uh, I heard that he does quite well. His, I guess, his wife does some sort of like, uh, I think, basketball without borders or something. She's involved with something that has like its headquarters in D.C. So she does have some sort of tangential D.C. ties, but but I think his wife is a big part of it too, or some other thing. So anyway, um, so who knows what's going to happen with. Uh, the Raptors. That's Who knows what's going to happen with Kawhi? What we do know <laughs> is that Anthony Davis is now a member of the Los Angeles Lakers, along with LeBron James and Coach oh, and Kuzma. Vogel. And Kuzma. That's right. And nobody else. Mean I Coach, heard today. Uh, so this is insane to me. Coach. Wait. Who's, I the, forgot his who's name. the assistant is coach? It, oh, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. I heard Kidd. today. Kidd. I heard today that the Lakers were seriously considering putting up the contracts of Mo Wagner, Bonga or whatever, like pretty much the other five guys they have under contract. They were considering trading them away so that they could have enough cap space to get another max player. But my thought is then who the fuck else is going to be on the team? Like just a bunch of G League guys on 10 day contracts. (laughs) I mean, it'd be great if they could get, like, a Kyrie and have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kyrie. That would be a super team. But if you're putting you and me out there with those three, I don't think you're going to win a lot of games. Like, Well, it's interesting because I've heard other people say with – I was listening to a podcast today, and he's like, you know, LeBron and AD, you can put you, me, and the other – like, the producer, like, they'll still no. win 50 games. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true because – Not even close to true. AD no. is not the most durable guy. I'm a little worried about LeBron's durability going forward. He you know, has been invincible until last season, but he wasn't invincible last season, so – No, he missed 18 games. So here's the thing. Listen, let uh, – you know, to break it down, the trade was pretty massive. They gave up Josh Hart. They gave up Lonzo Ball. They gave up Brandon Ingram, who I wonder – if that was one of the key cogs, because Magic Johnson had said multiple times, I will never give up Brandon Ingram. And now three weeks after Magic Johnson steps down, I'm doing air quotes, steps down, suddenly Brandon Ingram is the key turn, the key piece <laughs> no, to that trade. Along with four. the number four pick this year, and then two future first round picks. Three future. So picks. I hope AD is going to be a centerpiece there for like 10 more years, because we're going to need something to build around so that, you know, at the yeah. off chance we do win a ring in the next year or two, what happens after that? If AD leaves, LeBron retires, what what are we left with? Nothing. nothing. Literally nothing. And no picks to build. You know, yeah, it's something. a little weird. Uh, I mean, the, we'd have a shitload all... of money, but <clears throat> yeah, you'll have cap space. But yeah, I mean, if yeah, have 120 million I, in cap I'm space. not wishing injury on LeBron, but if he were injured, like more seriously. They're, right. they're seriously fucked. They're clearly, they had to do something to please LeBron, so they certainly leveraged all future assets. Which again, on this, further this evidence. year and, and next year. Yeah, further evidence. Like they got to win in the next two years, or like it's yeah. kind of a waste. Further evidence, as I've said all along, that LeBron James is the biggest cancer in the history of the National <laughs> Basketball Association. So there was a rumor that they're trying to get uh, shit. No, I forgot his name. Chris Paul. No, I'll, maybe. I've heard every rumor, no, uh, but go ahead. The from Charlotte. Why can't I remember his name? Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker. But it also yeah. sounds like they're 
Kimball Walker has has repeatedly stated he wants to stay in sh- Charlotte for some reason. I don't know why. And has said he, he will get take fifty less million to... dollars more. That's why. But he he said he will he would take less to stay in Charlotte. I'm like, and I heard another person right, say like, too... dude, no, you you say I'll stay in Charlotte because you can get like you said more money. You'll take less to play somewhere else, but you're not going to take Correct. less to play in Charlotte. That's why you stay in Charlotte because they are also capped out with like Batum's contract and a bunch of some other shitty oh, contracts. <laughs> like there's By no reason Jordan, to stay in Charlotte. Here too. Yeah, no, none whatsoever. Um, um, I I like that you like that's a Charlotte, possibility. But... But right. even yeah, he'd no have to take that. less. He'd have to take less. I mean, he basically made the All NBA team, which gave him the super duper max or whatever. Yeah, the or the option max. for it. Super so why would he? Yeah. Well, it's more if you make the All NBA team. Like, no, I know, but it's not called anyway. super duper max. No, saying. I know, but you it's know what I'm saying. Super max. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> super duper. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. The rumor is they're only going to have they they were going to have up to like 32, but now it sounds like. Because of when they sign the trade, there's a lot of things that are yeah. unclear. They July six versus July like thirty, twenty two yeah. to twenty four million. Yeah, which is is not a, not even really close to a max level. So no, which is why they're trying to get rid of all those other two and three million dollar contracts is to get up to that thirty two million dollar well, level. Well, I mean, to be fair, they don't need those guys for anything. But, I mean, I understand, but the reality is <laughs> right. But the reality is. Like take the twenty three million or twenty four whatever it is, and go get like a, I don't know. He would never come out and play in L A. again. I don't think. But get like a JJ Redick for ten or twelve million, or get, I don't know, get anybody yeah, that can shoot the fucking ball. Because right now we don't have anybody that can shoot the ball. Well, you don't have anybody. Period. You got Kuz and I know it's a three man team. <laughs> Kuzma's our best shooter, and he's good, but he ain't great. He's he. Eh. Good might be generous in his shooting ability. No, he's a good he's player. Fine. No, 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 not a good shooter. He's a good player, good slasher, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you might need a point guard or a guard in general. Yeah, a guard for defense, if nothing else, because the other teams in the league, a, they're going to have I mean, guards. A, I mean, just as a body. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Hey, you and me. LeBron can play amazing LeBron defense. LeBron Kuzman. Like yeah, well. Anyway, LeBron, the national scourge. Yeah, I, um, I, it's interesting because everyone's like, oh, they're a finals contender. I'm like, who else is on their team? I get like so, they'll they'll I, be built for the playoffs, but they're going to have to. Yeah, they're going to have to pile Fill up out some a full roster. in the regular season and they're going to need more. Like, I think some of the people they signed last year might seem like upgrades on some of the people they get for this year. Who knows? Like, right. are they going to be able to get somebody better than Beasley and Lance Stevenson at, for the money that they're going to have? I mean, yes. But um, just anyone, just pretty much anyone. Chasers. Yeah. Any any G League player, or most of them. But, I mean, Blame the reality is, again, retirement. it's a, that's not gonna happen. It's a 15-man roster, and they legit have seven players signed for the 2019-2020 <laughs> season. And they're pretty much capped out. No, that's not true. That's and they're the trying to get rid of place. four more. They're trying to get rid of four <laughs> of the seven. It's like, what the hell is? And you're not pick, you're not drafting anybody. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I have a second-round draft pick. Um, anyway, that guy's gonna play. So a lot of minutes. 
He's going to be their starting point guard. Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> He's going to be starting everything. He's going to start and finish every game. Starting so let's transition away from guard. the Lakers. Yeah, just G. That's his position, G for guard. Um, <laughs> let's transition away from the Lakers because it's annoying me. But you, uh, but uh, I guess I, I will add this one other thing about the Lakers because you mentioned it. Immediately, they, like you said, they literally in Vegas. A lot of it's because of all the unknown that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. And the long-term it, injuries well, to those Warriors stars. But they immediately became the, the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Seven to two odds. That is the yeah. highest odds. That's the best odds you can get. That's insane. They don't have a full roster, and they are the favorites to win the NBA championship next year. Nuts to me. Anyway, all right. Um, so in two days, one reason I'm kind of glad we're doing this today and not Thursday, although I would have – same. The That's why I didn't two days the NBA draft because I want to watch the draft. I figured I figured as much. NBA <laughs> draft in two days. Obviously Zion's going first to New Orleans. No one's questioning that. Ja Morant almost certainly going to go second. Although it could be R.J. Redick. R.J. Redick. R.J. Barrett. Getting my J's and Redick. Awesome. confused. Awesome. Um, Duke guy. So, but be- between those two guys, that'll be the uh, you know the second third pick. Everything else after that is kind of second tier. Um, but everyone thinks that Darius Garland is going to go to New Orleans. Um, I don't know. When does when unless does Portland trade the pick? Unless they trade uh, the pick, which is a very real possibility. I when have is Portland's no idea what Portland's pick, pick is. Oh. What do they get? Like fourteen? Something? I don't know. I have no idea. But my point is, and the only real reason to talk about the draft is, I think the biggest intrigue is going to be the trades that could happen around the draft. Like you said, yeah, that's the Pelicans that's could very easily trade point. that number four pick. Draft and where, right? And and Portland honestly, this draft's going to be pretty boring because the, the the draft okay. is all to me is always boring. I don't give a shit about the draft. I mean, obviously, well, it's because you don't watch college basketball. Well, yeah. yes, that's true. But I mean, obviously, when there's some question about who the first pick or the first three or four picks sure. are. There's that could be interest, intrigue. but yeah. it seems like the first three picks are pretty much consensus. So, yes, 100%. <clears throat> beyond that, yes, I don't know who any of the players are. Portland, like I said, doesn't draft until 25th, so unless they package that with something, I don't know what the fuck they would package. Because they that's the only pick they have. They don't have any second-round picks, so... Oh, nice. Do they need anything? What What do they need? What, what do the Trailblazers need? Um... I think they would. Well, they're gonna have to replace some offense because I think Seth is probably gone. Yeah. Um, who else? He could end up on the gone? Lakers too, by the way. But go ahead. Yeah, he could. Um, I also heard former Blazer um, Wes Matthews as a possibility. Yeah, great. I'll be no, disappointed thanks. with Wes if he plays for the Lakers. I gotta say. I'm sure you. Um, I'm trying to think who else is. Likely gone from the Blazers. Oh, probably Cantor. They're going to need some help at center. Uh, I mean, Myers played well, actually, in the Western Conference Finals, so maybe he'll get some more run. Just because... uh, How long until Nurkic is back? Nurkic is going to be, like, I think post-All-Star break before he can come back. So... Yeah, that's what I figured. They're going to be a little thin there for a while. And, I mean, everybody wants more shooting, more defense, so... Right. Oh, actually, I think uh, Aminu might be free agent this year. I can't remember. Somebody, yeah, I think he's going I think on. He's maybe a restricted free agent. Yeah, there's a couple guys like Aminu. Like 
he doesn't get a lot of shine, but he's secret. Like he's he's on a super cheap contract. He's like makes like eight or nine mil a year, and he's like a really good defender and just a solid sort of glue guy for the team. Yeah. So ACC would, boy, of course. I would hate hate to lose him. I mean, yeah. if we can upgrade him, I'm fine losing him. But <laughs> we're pretty capped out, so I'd hate to lose. I don't care about him as a person, <laughs> but I would hate to lose him. Yeah, no. I no, he seems like a nice guy. I like him. I'm just saying, like, right. But if anybody. Outside of basically Damien, if we can upgrade them, it's been great. See ya. Wow, second class citizen CJ McCollum, ladies and gentlemen. I'm surprised I mean, I to like hear CJ that. I like CJ too. Time. He's played great. Um, but if we can, if we can upgrade on him, I, you, I guess my point claim is, I don't feel like we can upgrade on Dame. So, right. <laughs> Pretty okay. much anybody else, it's possible. I got you. I understand. Um. So yeah, draft Thursday night. That'll be uh, obviously I'll watch it because I've watched it every year for the past twenty plus years, um, and it's all I watch every minute of it. I just love it. Um, oh, the and Lakers it's on, don't have a second round pick. No, I knew they didn't this year, or I was oh, fairly sorry. certain they did not this year. Um, yeah, they got nothing. But it's not until subsequent there, years. I I feel they like there'll be some, some wheeling and dealing, or I, at least stock. I hope there is. I don't care if it's by the Lakers, but just something. Uh, I like there the should be people shaking it up. Yeah, I mean, I remember it was probably God, it was probably eight or ten years ago now. There was one year where the Blazers had like seven picks, and it was like every commercial break you'd come back, and it was like the Blazers have traded <laughs> either a player or a pick or the rights or cash or something. Like it was non-stop, and they were right in the thick of it. And uh, those are the kinds of drafts that I like when they. You know, they come back and you got Woj sitting there and I'm like, oh boy, what's it going to be now? So that's what we'll hope for so on uh, my birthday at, eve. That's this Thursday. At Yahoo Sports and it says the Wizards have made it known that they have no interest in hiring Masai Ujiri. Which obviously no, bullshit, I, but they I really I guess thought that was already done. I must have read a bad article then. I thought that I thought it already happened. Like it was as, as good as done, as good as signed the contract, but I guess not. Unless you're reading like the onion. No, this is Yahoo Sports, I and I saw it on something Yahoo else. Okay. But, um, okay. Well, good. I'm glad but, I'm wrong. I mean, I assume he's not going to go there too, because if he were, he would would have been last week, so he could get ready for the draft. Because you're not going to right. You're going to let somebody else draft for you and then take the job. No. Especially on no. a dumpster fire like the fucking Wizards. Like you, you're like I want as much control as possible over this because you guys need help. The Wizards are the worst, that's for sure. Dumpster fire, indeed. It's an accurate portrayal. Um, what else? I felt like something else was happening in the NBA. I can't remember what it is. I mean, there's obviously other free trade. Free trade. So free agent talk, but I mean, yeah. Kyrie's going to Brooklyn, right? Like he's signed with fucking Rock Nation. Is like, could you telegraph it anymore that he's going to Brooklyn? I mean, yeah, that's the likely destination. But it's interesting to me because I felt like he went to Boston to to own a team and to lead a team, and then he quickly gave up on that. If he goes to Brooklyn, I mean, is Brooklyn getting rid of D'Angelo Russell? Do they play next to I each other? So. They kind of do the exact same thing. So If they want to win, they're not going to play next to each other. I mean, D'Angelo Russell is a good asset right. to trade, though, if you can get Kyrie. That's what I mean. So you think that's what happens? Do you think D'Angelo ends up on the Celtics? If if I were running 
No, I don't think they'll trade. I mean, Kyrie's a free agent, right? They don't have to trade him. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So you're saying he's a good trade asset um, to get something else. Yeah, they get something else. Because yeah, they definitely need other maybe that's the Maybe that's the number four pick. Oh, that'd be interesting. But again, like, that's weird to me. Like, yeah. I feel like uh, the Nets are a fairly young team, so if you pick up... You're not going to want to draft somebody to go along with um, Kyrie, especially in what is pretty widely considered a four-person draft. Right. Oh, you're saying get Drew Holiday. Wait. No, no, they, no. They I was saying pick play alongside else. Drew Holiday. Yeah. I mean, if I'm pretty sure New Orleans would probably take D'Angelo Russell for their number four pick. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course they would. They'd be fucking, An all-star be for a number four amazing. pick? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a fringe all-star, but he's an all-star nonetheless. Whatever. More still all-star counts. than yeah. whatever And he's 23 or whatever. Yeah, yeah so, he's I mean, still young. So, um, why not? He's got experience. Yeah, but I meant like trade that to somebody else and get probably a more veteran yeah, yeah. player. I don't think you want to draft somebody because you need some more. Brooklyn's a pretty young right. team, so you probably need another established player. Sure. Sure. Maybe you trade it to uh, the Jazz for um, not the Jazz. Sorry, the Nuggets for um, former Jazz player. What's his name? Their power forward. I cannot remember anyone's name on command for some reason. Paul Millsap. Yeah, Millsap. Yeah. I Maybe. Know. I don't know. I only pay attention to a couple of teams in the league. Millsap. <laughs> my home, I mean, my home city I, team is not one of them. I don't. I don't know what the salaries are for Millsap and uh, D'Angelo Russell. They probably about the same amount. Pretty comparable. I would imagine I Millsap's I is know. actually higher. I feel like I'd want more than just Millsap for D'Angelo Russell. Just for the, I mean, yeah. I'd obviously, as an, if I were a Nets player, be overvaluing Russell a little bit, but yes, for sure. That would make that would make Denver <clears throat> pretty good. Although then they I mean, that's the thing, though. Denver's already guard. pretty they'd good. Have, they'd have to dump one of their guards on somebody. That's and okay. they'd need to replace Millsap, so maybe they don't do that because they'd be right. thinner at power forward. Anyway, we could do all this all night. Yeah. The old trade machine. Trade roulette. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. But we shall see what happens this Thursday night. Tune in. It's on ESPN. I just set up my DVR. A couple hours ago to make sure I didn't miss a minute of the five hours of coverage. Um, yep, even the second five round. Hours. Wait, watch you watched the, the whole round second round? That guy. Jesus Christ. I watched the whole thing. Every second of it. Except for commercials, obviously. Skip commercials. Pointless. Stupid. Um, so, yeah. What else is going on in the NBA? In life? Um, otherwise? Sorry, I'm trying to trade... D'Angelo Russell for Paul Millsap on the trade machine. Oh, so We've lost Todd to the trade you. machine. Oh, I can't trade those players for some reason. I don't know why. It's probably because one of them's under contract. They're both under contract. They're or they're both under contract. Or one of them uh, is, is a free agent, I mean. Is Paul Millsap a free agent? I'm pretty sure D'Angelo they're, Russell is not. They're, they're both blocked out. Oh, oh, their well, their salaries are not even close. <laughs> Paul Millsap no. makes twenty nine grand. Oh, uh, Paul Millsap grand. is a free agent. Yeah, twenty nine million. Sorry, 
and D'Angelo yeah. Russell makes seven million. Fifteen. So they'd have to seven. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. So they'd have to do like D'Angelo Russell and Damari Carroll for Paul Millsap. That's crazy. D'Angelo Russell was the number two pick like four or five years ago. How is he only making seven million dollars a year? He's still Man, on his rookie deal. That's like a rookie deal is like six or seven. No, million. it's not. Zion's making ten next year. And whoever's number two, I thought started at like seven and a half, eight million. Maybe it doesn't scale up that that quickly. Go to Basketball Reference. See how much I'm looking it up. Hold D'Angelo's on, hold been on. making. So the number one pick first year makes five point eight. What? Is it by the third year it's ten million? I swear it capped out at ten million. Because I feel like Brandon Ingram is making like seven this, or eight million. Sorry, he this is for 2017-2018. The third year salary is eight point one. So maybe it's up to 10 now. There we go. Okay. I knew I was right. That's without Wait, endorsements. 20, Zion's going to make this, a shitload more. Nah, this says the 20, this past season, first pick, third year salary is 8.3. So I doubt it's up to 10. Huh. Who was the number one pick in the last draft? I can't remember. Last year? Yeah. Wait, that wasn't Fultz. It wasn't. It was number one last year. It was Cleveland, wasn't it? Didn't Cleveland have the pick? Oh, it wasn't uh, Luca. It was Aiton was number one last year. Oh, DeAndre Aiton. That's right. Phoenix. Okay. So Man, we are just dropping fat knowledge on the listeners tonight. Aiton will Who's be making 5.3 next year. Who's that guy? What's that team? How much does he make? <laughs> this season. Just a you handful of idiots. Yeah, I did. 5.3. Um, Luca will be making so, 4.7. So then D'Angelo has to be... How is he not a free agent then? I swear it's four years ago he got drafted. Maybe he just spent two years with the Lakers and he spent this last it year says, with the Knicks and he has the player says option. one year, so I think that's his... They probably uh, gave him the qualifying offer, maybe? I don't know. Whatever, he's going to make bank at some point. Whatever. Yeah, he'll, he'll make, cash he'll in. Make, he'll, he'll be making considerably more than seven mil in a year or two. Right. And with his film, with his film editing abilities or filmmaking abilities, whatever he did to uh, does he make two films? Matt Barnes, whoever it is, or not Matt Barnes, Swaggy P. That's oh. why he got kicked off the Lakers. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> that. <laughs> How could you forget? About, that's, that's the only thing that anyone should know about D'Angelo Russell until this year specifically. I mean, at least he started playing well this year. But yeah, so if they're if they're great out, they're either unrestricted or restricted free agents. I got you. Okay. So not I don't know why I can't put him in a trade. Who gives a shit? Seems a little silly. This is purely fiction. I don't know why they're <laughs> reducing my fun. Oh, so the players that we're going to lose are Curry, Hood, Aminu, or potentially Cantor, and then Jake yeah. Lehman. Although we'll probably bring back Jake Lehman because he'll be cheap. Yeah. The least known of those four people. Why not bring him back? Yeah, well, I mean, if you're a Blazer fan. Fan favorite. No, I understand. Mobs. I get it. Um, okay. Uh, Evan Turner. That's it. Let's call him. Anybody wants him? Okay. No, no one wants him. Specifically, not the Lakers. Oh dear God, don't pick up Evan. Turner. <laughs> oh, the Lakers would love to have Evan Turner. I don't think there'd be a single player on the Lakers that I. Well, I do like Kuzma, but otherwise, I don't think I'd like a single player on the Lakers if Evan Turner joined. That'd be the worst. I hate him. Why he beat Duke when he was tournament? at Ohio State. When he was at Ohio State, they, he beat Duke in the tournament. It was like six oh. years ago or something. Ass hat. Anyway. 
Um, yeah, the pretty much everyone's grayed out on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, of course. Nothing is available. Because they're all the one-year guys, um, plus... All right. Yeah, there's there's two guys on the Lakers with a PER of not available, meaning they ain't played enough to have a PER. Right. Bongo, Does not Bongo qualify. And Machado <laughs> do not have a DNQ. PER. Along with Andre Ingram. Yeah. No, no PER for three of their remaining you know players. Why? <laughs> you know who Andre Ingram is, though, don't you? No. He's the guy. He was G League. And he's been in the G League for like 12 oh, is years. Oh, like a 40-year-old dude? Yeah, like well, he was, he's not that old. But but, he, but he'd been in the G League for a decade, and they pulled him out, and he had like oh, yeah. 40 like, points I or like something. I like that story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a feel-good story. He's the only. And Laker by the way, he's going to be on the starting lineup for the Lakers in 2019, 2020. Because ain't nobody else guard. left in the bitch. Yeah, the <laughs> graying Andre temples Ingram. of Andre Ingram. Andre Ingram does not even have a photo on the, oh, man. the trade machine. <laughs> yeah, As do two of your other players. Oh God, I'm not surprised by Jesus. any of this, but it's very There's disappointing. Somebody Jones? That's not James Jones, is it? I don't think so. Somebody Jones thought, has no. I thought James Jones was his, an assistant coach. His salary is fifty-two thousand. I didn't think it was possible to make that little. Ten-day contracts could be that low. Um, that must be what that is. I mean, that's got to be what it is. Obviously, there's nothing else it could possibly be. It says he has Very two years. Oh, that's fucking weird. Anyway. Oh, dear God Almighty. Anyway. Well, we'll right, find out more it. on Thursday. We can talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll have a lot more updates next week. We'll talk about more than Japan and basketball next week. Um, I promise. We actually have some topics that we'll get to. And uh, we'll discuss what I did on my birthday, which is yet to be determined, but it's this Friday. So as you're listening to this, it will have already passed. It is. I mean, every birthday is a big birthday. Let's just call it what it is. I wish I was mature enough to be turning 30, but I'm not. In any event. Um, Mentally, he's turning 30. Mentally, I'm turning 100. Uh, so, please don't forget to check us out. How, what's how? I know you've been out of the country, but what do the sales look like on the old uh, Threadless? Last I checked, Huge. we have sold 4,000 units. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's really In awesome. A week. In a week. week. Yeah, wow. Not. So are we. I mean, like, should I publicize it, or is there Year stock available? I don't, I don't know what the, what the sales okay. are. Okay. Have to graph it out. We'll talk about it next sure. week. Yeah. Oh, 100%. All right, so check that out, thebropod.threadless.com, for all your Bropod merch needs. I think we're doing uh, panties pretty soon here for the ladies. Mm-hmm. I know they've, they're feeling left out because we just have the tees and the lady tees. <laughs> There's lady tees. Yeah, I There's know. no no underwear. Um, We're not putting the bro pod across the ass of anything. I feel like that would sell pretty well. I mean, let's be honest, because uh, all people want to do is slap us in the face, so they can do that while slapping that ass. Anyway, um, so stay tuned for that, or check that out rather. Thebropod.threadless.com. Obviously, listen to us at all your favorite podcast apps. You've already places, found us. I don't Just know. Keep Spotify, iTunes. Google Play, Stitcher. I mean, if you want to mix Anchor. it up, you could try a new service, I guess. Yeah, you could try a new service. Comment. 
rate, give us five stars, tell a friend, and share the, the Threadless link, thebropod.threadless.com. Can't push that enough. Get that merch. Anyway, all right. So that is all for this week. Have a good weekend, everybody. And until next time, peace.